Hello and welcome to this episode of the Flowcast podcast brought to you by Trillium Flow Technologies. I am your host, Michelle Dawn Mooney, and today we are talking about the importance of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I am very excited to bring on our guest today. Jessica Stolberg is the Vice President of Human Resources for Trillium. Jessica, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. It is great to have you here because this is a very important topic and you are going to be a great person to give some background on that. But before we do that, let's get some background on you. Tell us who is Jessica Stolberg. Tell us about your role at Trillium and a little bit of a resume if you can. Yeah, you bet. So as you've mentioned before, um, my name is Jessica Stolberg. I'm the Vice President of Human Resources here at Trillium Flow Technologies. I've been with the company a little bit over a year. Prior to that, I've had a long career in human resources and various aspects of the function, but I've really kind of cut my teeth and spent a lot of time in the business partner aspect of human resources. So really understanding the business, understanding how the human capital aspect of the business plays such a big, important role in the success of an organization. And that's essentially what I do here too. We partner with the business, the function partners with the business to see how we can drive success in our strategies through people in the organization. And it really comes down to people. And I think if you ask any company uh, heads, employees, whoever you have involved with your business, it all comes down to people because the bottom line is one thing, what you're doing, what you're producing, what you're pushing out, services, et cetera, they're nothing without the people. And that brings us to the topic at hand. So when it talks about, when we talk about really taking care of the people that are employed with our company and making sure their needs are met, we want to make sure that we have diversity, equity, and inclusion. So why is that so important at Trillium? Yeah, so it's absolutely important at Trillium for a lot of different reasons. Um, when you look at diversity, equity, and inclusion, it does come down to people, but there's also a way to impact our communities, our suppliers, our customers by really embracing a strong philosophy around diversity, equity, and inclusion. We know that we get better business outcomes when we have diversity of thought, diversity of experiences, diversity of culture in our organization. And at the foundation, when we have a diversity strategy or an inclusion strategy that is tied to our business strategy and impacts our employees, our customers, our suppliers, our communities, that we all get better outcomes, including those for the organization. Let's talk about the journey that Trillium takes with making that happen, because as we all know, we are all evolving. Things are changing. Everybody makes mistakes. Not that we're talking about mistakes here, but just in general, the world and especially in business side of things, we know that strides need to be taken to get better at things. And that's why we're here having this conversation. So talk to me if you can about Trillium's role with trying to better themselves every day when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Of course, Michelle. So when you look back, we formed as Trillium Flow Technologies in 2019. And early on in that journey, we recognized that we had to take a, a firm stance on the importance of this to our business and to us as individuals. Um, so after we formed, we spent a lot of time in 2020 really establishing the basics, the key elements of our DNI program. So a couple things that were included in that is 
we created a diversity and inclusion committee um, that's comprised of employees and leaders across the organization that have a passion for diversity, equity, and inclusion, and get to share their ideas and how it impacts them and the business and what could be successful in our organization. We also developed and implemented our diversity and inclusion charter and our policy statement. We deployed some really key initiatives. We established, okay, if we're going to go tackle this, we know you can't boil the ocean. What do you want to do first? And so we developed key initiatives across the organization, which were focused on the recruitment of females, females in STEM roles, and females in leadership. We know that female representation in manufacturing is not large. And so we focused on that group and focused on that group from an engineering technology and science standpoint, as well as leadership. We created some core and basic KPIs across the organization, along with action plans in each of our countries and each of our locations, which have different needs. We know that. And then we began delivering some training. So basic training on unconscious bias, giving our leaders and our employees kind of an, an introduction into how they can um, impact diversity and inclusion and challenge their own thoughts in doing so. Tell me about some key successes that you've seen with that, because as we know, there's an evolution to anything that you're trying to implement and when you're trying yeah. to do the right thing, but it's baby steps with regard to anything, not even talking yeah. about, you know, what we're talking about, but anything in a company. So what have you seen so far based on what you discussed? Yeah, we've had some really great key successes um, thus far for a business of our size and early on in our journey. If you look at, and, and a lot of this is KPI related, but if you look at 2020 to 2021, we increased the total number of females in our organization by almost 30%. Um, we reached two out of the three objectives in our overall um, list that I just mentioned to you. So increasing the recruitment of females, um, we increased that by over 30%. And then we increased the number of women in science, technology, and engineering roles by almost 20% in the organization year over year. And that's just one year of us focusing on those key initiatives. Um, the other piece is, is anecdotal, but it's it's one of the things we're most proud of. Our Trillium France team received the second Femme Energia Prize by WIN France. WIN is actually Women in Nuclear. It's part of the WIN Global Network. Um, and they were submitted in the category for Working Women as a Collective. Um, if you look back at that, um, we have distributed a lot of information about this award and our team in France, um, and it's available through LinkedIn and our website. It's a really great story that talks about the impact Trillium women, specifically in France, have had on the nuclear industry. Um, the contest itself and the association really aim to highlight accomplishments of women in the industry. And, and we know that the nuclear sector is a field predominantly represented by men. And so it was just a huge success for us and something we're so very proud of as an organization and for our team in France. So with what we're talking about, Jessica, and really exciting moves that Trillium is making, but you talk about a lot of females and bringing them into the fold and making sure that we see more females in the workplace at Trillium you being a female employee at Trillium and talking about what we're talking about right now, how does that make you feel to be in that percentage that you're trying to build? Sure. I mean, listen, being a female in this organization is, it's phenomenal. And, and I say that because when I look across the organization, um, our executive leadership team has 
multiple females. I'm not the only one. We have a really balanced leadership team. When you look down a level in the organization in our manufacturing leadership, there are many females in that those spots and those roles that lead our manufacturing businesses. And so it's, it's unique in the sense that I don't feel like here at Trillium specifically, as it relates to females, um, that we're so far behind the curve in some of our leadership ranks. We've got a lot of work to do in, in um, technology positions and bringing females into the organization to grow with us. But we've made some significant progress and the organization as a whole has such a strong view of females and their impact on the workplace. That being said, I know that females are not the only underrepresented group that we need to have in our organization. And so um, we focused on females early on in our journey, but know that there's so much more we can do from an employee standpoint, inclusion and diversity within our employee base, and then outside of that. So I'm really excited to your question, to be a female in this organization and and be in front of a lot of this. But at the same time, I also recognize there's a lot of, of different underrepresented groups that we can absolutely continue to focus on and focus on in our communities, in our customers and with our suppliers and how we impact those areas and how it overall kind of moves our business forward as well. So Jessica, clearly DE&I is very important to you based on the answer that you just gave, you know, specifically talking about being a female in the business and what we are working towards. But why is that? Clearly, this is not just something that you want to have the boxes checked off. You really are passionate about this, not only from the company standpoint, but as you mentioned, also a community standpoint. Give us a little Mm -hmm. bit more, if you can, of your personal take on the importance of what we're talking about here today? Sure, Michelle, happy to. I think it goes back to being the child of an expat. I call myself an expat baby. So I grew up overseas for a good portion of my life. Um, I was exposed to a lot of different cultures, ideas, and people when I lived and traveled abroad. And I did so at a really young age. And so it was a bit ingrained in me. When I returned back to the U.S. um, as a teen and going into high school, Um, my world shrunk. I mean, it shrunk to the bubble of suburbia in, you know, outside of the Houston area. And there was much less diversity in all areas, Um, diversity of thought, economic diversity, racial and cultural diversity, even diversity in belief systems. And as I've grown over the last few decades, gotten married, had children, worked in various varying environments, um, it's important to me that my children and those around me understand the value and diverse perspectives. When I came back to the States, there seemed to be a lot less um, movement forward in some of the ideas and thoughts because it was all um, much smaller in terms of the diversity available into what was around me. And so it's important to understand how diversity and inclusion makes us as individuals and organizations more creative it makes us stronger and it allows us to grow as individuals in our own views of the world that allows us to be better people, um, better employees, and better in our communities. It's something I've learned over time and I've continued to learn every single day. Um, but if I can impart any of this on my kids, my colleagues, my friends, then that's, of course, a step in the right direction in my view. Let's talk about moving forward. Let's talk about the future. What are the next steps? Yeah, you bet. So as I mentioned, despite some of our success early on um, with some of the things we established as goals, we know our journey is still in its infancy or even adolescence. 
Um, our initial focus was on primarily females, but we also recognize, like I said, that there are significant ways we can impact employees and those outside of that community, suppliers, organization through DNI strategy and efforts. And so recently, um, last month actually, we spent time as an executive leadership team really discussing the importance of DEI into our organization and how we continue to progress our program forward, highlighting our successes, embracing them, and then continuing to grow. Out of that came a couple really key ideas. So the first one is around really spending time tying our DEI strategy to our business strategy so that everything is connected. We use our business strategy as a springboard onto the areas of focus for our DEI strategy. Um, the second one, and I think this is very important, especially as you're introducing this um, into any organization or improving it, is equipping our leaders and our employees and doing so in a way that increases our, what I'll call cultural competence and our ability to have engaging conversations, not just with employees, but with those around us in a way that drives inclusion um, for all individuals in the organization in and outside of it. DEI, as I mentioned before, doesn't just impact employees. And if we can have a positive impact inside and outside of the organization, it means more success for us as an organization. Um, the last thing is just establish better KPIs. What's the way that we can better assess those things that we identify as priority based on our strategies? Um, making sure that we're really getting a good pulse on the inclusion of our organization and how employees feel about how included they feel in this organization. And then using all of that to drive much deeper accountability within our organization, from our leaders, to our geographies, to our employees. How do we drive accountability and ownership of this so that it is truly part of the fabric of our culture rather than just a program? Hmm. And a win-win all around, as you said, not only yeah, just for the company, yeah. with the community as well. And the more people feel included and you are making those strides to work with DE&I, I think the happier everyone is. So let's talk about final thoughts as we are wrapping up here. Yeah, you bet. I mean, listen, I, um, as I mentioned, we spent some time together recently. And so um, I'm really excited over the course of the next few months and early into 2023 to sharing more of this, um, how we've fine-tuned our strategy and what our next steps are going to be with our organization and with our key partners and stakeholders. And so from a final thought perspective, I would just tell everyone to be expecting much more out of Trillium as far as our growth within DE&I is concerned and, and watching us take some of those next steps and really getting clear about what we want to accomplish in the short, medium, and long term as an organization as it relates to this. As we talked about several times during this conversation, nothing is perfect. It's an evolution, but the fact that steps are being taken and strides are being made and getting better and better, I think that's the key takeaway here. Um, still work to be done, but everybody there is hard at work to make things even better. Jessica Stahlberg, Vice President, Human Resources for Trillium. Thank you so much, Jessica, for joining me today. This really has been eye-opening and a lot of important information that people can find at TrilliumFlow.com, not only about what we talked about today, but of course, anything connected with Trillium Flow technologies. And I want to thank you, Jessica, for sharing this insight with us. It really was a pleasure to have you here with me today. Thanks, Michelle. Pleasure to be here.
And thank you for listening to the Flowcast podcast from Trillium Flow Technologies. Once again, you can visit trilliumflow.com for more information and be sure to follow along for our next episode of the Flowcast podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Dawn Mooney. We hope to see you soon. 